There is a certain strength that comes in comfort. Laying in a warm bed with a roof over your head can often be taken advantage of. Gaylor, this was the first time that you had your body in a long time. And it almost seems like just yesterday you fell asleep in your own bed, but in reality, it's been over a year. And as you lie down in this in bed, you just can't fall asleep. You're tossing and turning as the moonlight basks through before the rain comes, and then the moonlight basks through, and then the rain comes and cycles. You're lying in this room. Oswald is sleeping on a bed in the corner. Perrin is there as well. And you are the third. There's a long mirror that stretches all the way across the room. So every time that you wake up, you can see your face. You lie there and lie there and lie there tossing and turning. There's a sort of familiarity in this despair. Your first night being back in control, holding the reins of your body. And despite the bed being comfortable, it's not yours. So why would you feel the same comfort that everyone else was feeling? The snores of the Salik pierced through the walls, despite you not being in the same room with him. But that's not what kept you tossing and turning. It was a voice. A voice that you became very familiar with. A voice that didn't come from your head, but on either side of your ears. What separates a man from his actions? Is it his heart, his mind? Your body committed great sins. The blood of innocence stain your hands. Do they plague your mind as well? Despite the voice being something you hear, you uh, see no image. Not a long rest, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will be. I mean, you are a, um, you are a an elf, so you technically meditate. That's true. So you only only need four hours. Wait, why am I sleeping then? Because you're a half elf. Half of you needs to sleep. Us will be sleepy. <laughs> You've had some big days. Yeah. I, he really did. Poor guy. <laughs> this question hangs in the air, and you hear it again. Do they plague your mind as well? I, uh, can I make an insight check? Sure. All right. What exactly are you trying to learn from this insight check? Yes. I will tell you without an inside check, um, as it is a familiar voice, it's the voice of Willem. All right. I figured, but I don't think Gaylor would know mm-hmm. that unless I remembered it. Yeah. It's just glimpses that you remember. Right. Um, I, uh, I walk closer to the mirror and to see if I notice anything different about myself. As you look in the mirror... You raise your hand. Your reflection follows. Your face doesn't warp. I mean, your body doesn't change. All you see is yourself. You see yourself walking alongside a large bispore. You see yourself riding a horse. You see yourself pick up a blade, and it's awkward and heavy in your hand. You do not have the hands of a warrior. You have the hands of a sculptor. 
these blisters that line the warrior's hands, they're nowhere to be seen on you. So instead, you hold out your arm, your right arm, and ichor pours all over it. Using your sculpting hand, you sculpt a blade to encapsulate it, an extension of yourself. All of these things you see, you see as if you were living them, but you're not remembering them. It's almost as if you're watching a play. You're watching someone in your body orchestrate these things. In the mirror, no less. Is there... No. I, uh... Well, I, uh, muster up what courage I have left, and I... I whisper... I know, I tr to try not to wake the others up. Why are you still here? <laughs> oh, you think of yourself as merely the canvas, don't you? But you hold the brush as well. Paint for me, Bard. And you wake up. All of you wake up, actually, to the sounds of a little dog barking and yipping. The little doggy door that is on every single uh, door in this little inn has opened and the little dog runs in barks for your morning call and then runs over to the next room and barks and barks and barks as it tries to wake up Waka <laughs> Nellis guy you wake up pretty quick for Waka it takes a bit longer and Gaylor as you look over to the wall there is no mirror it's just a standard wall. There are some cabinets. There's a table pressed up against the wall, but there's no mirror. Good morning, everybody. Did everyone sleep all right? I think I'm, I'm in the room with Gaylor and uh, Waka. Is you, were, right? you were in the room only with Waka. Okay. Um, it, there, it is a connecting room, though, so you can open the door. Waka Moitipua. Are you... Have you slept well? <laughs> oh, we should get you something for that breath. What was that, Nellis guy? Nothing. How did you sleep? I slept so good, it took me a little bit to remember my accent. <laughs> <laughs> we have all been there, I think. Uh, Let us check on the others. And satisfied that he did a good job, Stovlar leaves the room. Wait, Stovlar! Stovlar turns around and his tail, little tail is wagging as he looks up at attention. Thank you for the wake-up call. And they give Stover a copper. <laughs> he takes the copper in his mouth and drags it. And you can just hear it scraping across the ground as he's slowly making his way out of his room. Or your room. How, how big is this dog? He's five inches how tall. How big is the copper? Uh, I think, usually I think it's about this big. So. It's half his... They're they're thick though. Oh yes. He's like dragging it. Yeah, he's dragging it. Five. I thought he was a beagle. 
He's a five-inch beagle. A tiny beagle. This That's is, a tiny, this is D&D, That's a tiny guys. ass beagle. That's what, yeah. He, okay, there sorry. are dragons in I this don't know. universe. There can be small beagles. <laughs> nope, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> we have a talking mushroom in our group, and I'm like, this beagle can't be five inches. <laughs> this is Dungeons and Dragons, not Dungeons and Small Beagles. <laughs> you all open the connecting door, and now you are free to converse. Good morning. Oh, good morning, everybody. Morning. Good day, Waka. I slept like a Mohaska monitor. How about you guys? <laughs> I slept like hmm, my nonsensient brother's analog. I, uh, <laughs> Sounds I pretty restful. Yes. I slept like an elf, which is to say, not at all. I'd have to agree there, I, uh, but rather not because I'm an elf, but because uh had a lot of nightmares. Oh no. Do you care to share anything that you had in your mind at this night? Mm, maybe later. You know what would cheer you up and get all that stuff out of your head, Oswald? A good morning bit of calisthenics. Come join me. We start out with 500, <laughs> 500 jumping jacks. Let's go. Do you just have like the head of a shark or? <laughs> no, I'm a, a, a full bodied with arms and legs, uh, seven foot, seven inch tall shark man. Do your hands touch? <laughs> yeah. What, how long are your arms? As long as they're not like interrupted by the ceiling, uh, then, yes. <laughs> you don't have, like, baby proportions? Interrupted by the ceiling. <laughs> no? Well, I think you mean shark proportions. <laughs> I, I do not have baby limbs. Sticking. They, they are quite brawny limbs, actually. Ba- baby legs. I'm, I'm regular legs. I'll, I'll have Oswald whip you up a full-body portrait. Um, tastefully censored, of course. <laughs> I can do either. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do the uncensored. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, send you, him you, the censored you have, ones. You, you can have access to the censored one for free. Uh, uncensored requires five dollars a month on his it's Patreon. A, it's a paywall. <laughs> on his OnlyFans. <laughs> only his OnlyFans. His OnlyFans. Only yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oswald has known to be a great artist at this time, so you should you should subscribe. Um, after the 500 jumping jacks, 100 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, is there any sort of river, lake, uh, reservoir, water body that uh, supplies this town slash city? Yes, there is. Um, you wouldn't know exactly where it is, so you'd probably have to ask walking, walking down. Right. Do you require salt water? No, I do not. Um, okay. I mean, it's more comfortable, but it's not a requirement. Uh, all right. That was a good warm up for the workout, everybody. And uh, time to go for our morning uh, swim. Oh, gosh. Do oh. we have to, like, roll? Warm up. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> at, like, <laughs> athletics? 
Can I can I roll for persuasion to not have to swim? Um, why don't you all just get head downstairs? Can we lose the benefits of our lives? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna use all my spell slots to prevent us. Come on, By the way, yes, this was a uh, a long rest, so you get all your spell slots back. All your your health should be at full. Nice. Um, this is a reminder. Also, if you had your AC boosted for the Marlin fight, to remove that boost. Oh, from your ring? From our rings? Yes. Which, this is not uh, relevant to Perrin, as uh, it was a metal ring. Right. Yeah. Already done, <laughs> and I also got rid of my temporary hit points, because those go away, I think, after a long rest. I, uh, I'm going to stay in the room past, just a couple seconds past, after the rest of them okay. walk out. Um, I walk back in... Uh, and I look, I look at the the wall where the mirror was, just to see if it's back. The wall looks the same. However, you can see sort of. Gaylor is a sculptor. You work with clay, yes. Yes. So as an artist looks upon a blob of clay and can see what their next creation is going to be, this is what you see in the wall. The wall may have little pricks and etches cut out, but you see a face. You see your face, but it's hmm. changed. It's twisted in a wide grin. I take a couple steps back. And, uh... How many? Two steps back. Taking two steps back, the face stays... The same, but you see shoulders, you see arms, you see movement. <laughs> sort of dancing like a flower in the wind. At myself. And I ask aloud, who is, who is holding the paintbrush? You are the paintbrush. As my sword is an extension of myself. This paintbrush is an extension of your arm. Or should I say, as your sword is an extension to yourself. See those scars down your arm? They will always be there with you. Your right arm is just covered with these lines vertically. As you remember, in a surge, these twisted teeth scraping against it. Momentarily, and your mind shakes and roll a wisdom saving throw for me uh, hold on uh, that's an eight as you see your arm twitch in your mind for a moment you see a sword on your arm and your arm actually gets extremely heavy and slams down into the ground and you take three points of psychic damage all right the loud sound of it slamming down on the ground is enough to shake you awake your arm is fine. The wall is simply a wall with scratches on it. It's almost as if you would imagine things. I I think about saying something else to the apparition, but uh, I'm uh, I'm too scared. That that shook me, and I uh, I I scuttle out of the room, feeling feeling a. Uh, Sort of, uh, sort of inside out, and and scurry off to find the others. The others have already gone down. So why don't we 
touch on them for a second. As you all climb down the stairs, you can see that there is a bard performing. He is a very large, sort of strange-looking person. I'm not sure if any of you would have seen this person. Now, Sky, you may have inklings of memories of this type of race, the race of Kakona. A Kakona, this giant caterpillar, scaling nearly nine feet long, sort of dancing and wiggling with the music. The Kakona is not playing. You see actually in the corner, there are three little gnomes. Think about the size of garden gnomes. These are how big these gnomes are with these big traditional beards in these very fabulous colors. And they're all taking turns jumping on the keys of a piano. They are making these wonderful sounds, this fantastic song. It's not like as if you were to throw a cat on a piano. It is something masterful that they have practiced. And the Kakona is just sort of singing, just humming, and it's a nice little atmosphere. I like how you described it as, it's not as if you'd thrown a cat on a piano, like we all have done that. (laughs) Is that not like daily? (laughs) It's not a normal occurrence, no. Um, You see the same uh, Gorn, the um, bartender is still there. He turns and says, uh, y'all were uh, real loud last night. I mean, this morning. Sorry. You, uh, moving furniture up there? Waka, Waka <laughs> with his jumping jacks. Oh, I thought this was about to be some whole incident, but it's just... You lost <laughs> your deposit. I thought you were commenting on Waka's <laughs> no. snoring, but, uh, uh, Waka just laughs. Okay. Are uh, y'all hungry? Oh, we can't be eaten yet. We gotta do our morning workout first. Uh... Is there a uh, river or yes, we, lake we could or eat. other? <laughs> Listening in on you, he turns and he's scooping up uh, a plate full of biscuits and gravy and uh, very like links of sausages. And the smell of these sausages, oh, just like the meat, the beef that you had last time, you get the same feeling like this is going to be Koo's sausage. Like this is like, oh, this is going to be great. So he places it down in front of each of you, and there's chunks of meat in the actual gravy. And he says, uh, where is your... Oh, there he is. Gaylor, you come down the stairs. And as you do, the Kakuna goes, Oh! Oh! I'm I'm having a vision! There's a, a prophecy! There! And one of his arms points out at you, Gaylor. And he snaps and says, please, gnomes, gnomes, play me a song. I must, I must sing the prophecy. A wolven man, away you gonna run to? A wolven man, away you gonna run to? Away you gonna run to all along them days? So you run to the Salic. Please hide me, you run to the halfling. Please fight for me, run to the bispore. Please care for me all along them days. But the sailor cried out, I can't hide you, but the halfling cried out. I can't fight for you, the bispore cried out. The half-elf binds you all along them days. So you ran to the devil like 
no other you ran to the devil and his brother you ran to the devil and his power all on them days singing power Um, I would like to just make it known canonically to uh, everyone that due to Nellis Guy's low insight check earlier uh, and the circumstances surrounding Gaylor's uh, entry into the party, Nellis Guy doesn't particularly trust Gaylor um, or is unsure of the lack of the link between Gaylor and Willem. Um, and so I think Nellis Guy hears this this song of this prophecy um, and is just a little confused maybe um, but uh, they're not sure what to do with, with the song but um, they look at Gaylor uh, to see kind of how they re how Gaylor I've, reacts uh, to, the, to the song as well I, uh, away from attention oh good um and uh, I see Nellis guy looking at me. I, I I meet their eyes, um, and I'm confused. Uh, I uh hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I uh. I walk over towards the rest of the party. Waka pipes up and first, you know, gives a a little bit of applause for the performance in the song. Um. <laughs> you know, got to be polite, and then uh, asks the uh, Kakuna, Kakuna, yes, Kakuna, Kakuna Matata. I will say, as uh, the Kakuna was singing, um, bright butterfly wings appeared around their neck. These strange, like blues and even silvers, lined the wings and flowed as he was singing, and now they have sort of flopped back in that was a uh, mighty fine tune uh you break into custom songs like that often oh uh, yes songs. i am uh i'm quite the prophet i have been given this this uh, this burden this glorious purpose and i must share my gift that is why i became a bard glorious purpose you say um now sky walks up to the kakona Kakuna and says, "Please, you must explain what this what this prophecy is. Um, please say more about this song. Its meaning. Does a baker explain why the taste of a cake is the way that it is? No, no. Yes, yes, I, yes. I have coin. No. I will give you coin. Please. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> you see, usually I don't do this, but uh." The boys are getting a little bit rowdy, and you see the, the three gnomes, and they're kind of, like, arguing, and one of them throws a punch at the other one. They start punching each other, and they're rolling all the way across the uh, piano, and now it sounds like someone threw a cat on the piano. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Really fist-fighting it up, and he says, Boys, calm down! Not today! So, yes, the, um, 
you wanted to know about all about this, of course. Let me think. Um, oh, let me remember the the words. Uh, the, the spirit just came to me. Um, and the wings sort of start to flap and saying, Oh, this man is tied to the devil. To a fiend. To someone who's terrible. And, ooh, someone else. His brother. His brother who stands there with him. Oh, this man. This man has darkness in his past. Oh, but he'll run to you and you will not help. Oh, terrible things. I wonder why. Is this a tale of doom and gloom that he is bestowing upon you? Or is it a tale of damnation by friends? I'll never know. And he holds out a hand. You have simply rearranged the words of your song. This was no explanation. <laughs> oh, I never... Yes, you have never explained this, please. Do you know what this song is about? Or are you just mm, trying now to part me from my coin? Uh, well, um, like I said, I, I don't really do the explanation. Um, I, I did, did say, can't say that I tried. I will say tips are appreciated. This is fair. I appreciate your mm, late coming honesty. I give him uh, three copper coins <laughs> boys you can finally feed Walk up. yourselves and uh, sort of throws the coins over say you are a fellow bard oh I didn't know that you were a man of the uh, well not the cloth but something else entirely the silk perhaps mm, yes yes uh Whatever you say. Uh, but I, I know a performance I like when I see one. Suffice to say. <sighs> I'll tell you this. And he gets real close and he's sort of jiggling over real close to your face and says, I may be a lot of things, but dishonest? <laughs> when I sing, it's not one of them. When my wings flutter out, that's not me singing. Mm, no, it's not. Someone else entirely. Some people say it's a goddess. Some say it's divination itself. But I... I just like to call it a gift. Well, you got quite the way with words. Oh, thank you, thank you. Being a bard, you have to. Uh, yes, I can see that we're not going to get anything else out of this. All right, boys, let's, uh, next song in our set. Okay. And they start <laughs> playing the piano again every once in a while, slugging each other's arms as they jump past. Taryn has been stuck, like, at the table eating the food while this is all going on, enjoying the meal. Oh, yeah, and and let me tell you, oh, <laughs> these sausage links. Oh, my gosh, they're amazing. So he might have stolen some from the other people, but he, uh, he heard the song, and... Uh, I want to roll to see what the impact of the song has, uh, like if it, because I think when it when I first rolled for uh, insight for Gaylord was kind of in the middle, so I want to see if this is like pushed him either like a more positive light because I don't trust this bard or if I negative. So what would what would I roll? I'll say roll a standard d twenty. Um, and if it's negative, you can, if it's below 10, 
if you want to be impacted negatively for sure and above 10 positively okay if you don't want to make that choice you want the dice to choose 100 percent. so this wouldn't be any like uh ability what i mean you could roll an insight check on either the the bard or galer if you'd like all right we'll do the insight on the bard uh that's a 15 every word that the bard is saying the bard believes to be true everything else that he's saying is sort of a little bit wishy-washy very much sort of just like false promises you know very standard uh, tv preacher in the 80s type thing but the actual singing itself like that song he believes it with his whole heart he doesn't know what it means but he he's very like strong in his convictions with that you also notice that Gaylor is confused by this but you also notice that Gaylor confronted the bard i don't know if you heard uh nella sky and waka would have heard i don't know if you did because you're yeah. sitting at the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. all right uh yeah, this parent doesn't think that this uh, song really gave information that would have swayed one way or another. He kind of feels like, well, I'm in the same place that I was before. Uh, but I guess he wanted to see if this bar, this other bard was uh, telling the truth or just making things up. Uh, parent, yeah. as you're eating... As you're eating these sausage links that are, oh, just, oh, so good. And all that, that meat in the gravy, you you can tell it was it was the same meat that you had yesterday, just ground up, but, oh, oh, it's still just as good. Still better than anything that you had. Uh, I want you to roll a, uh, let's go with the classic wisdom saving throw. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Wisdom is my jam, but not this time that is an 11 as you look over back at the bard and then look back down to your food it's like someone's covered your eyes with their hands and reaching up there's no hands looking around there's no person you're just you know when someone puts their hands over your eyes you can see sort of glints of light in between their fingers that's what you see and then you hear something you hear a whisper you hear Please. Please. Who? Who is speaking? It is... Uh... Hello? Do you remember me? What is your name? My name is... Uh, uh... What is your name? Baron, it's... It's me. It's... Where are you? That's very difficult to explain. But I could show you. Show me. I will give you my eyes. And your eyes can see. And as you look around, are you familiar with the spell Fairy Fire? Uh, nope. <laughs> so, with Fairy Fire, that is a type of spell that outlines living creatures in a certain color as you look around every single living creature in this place has a blue outline and you hear now you can see as i do and you got a little bit of an upgrade Ooh. Ooh. 
so one thing that you get this does not this does not count to it um, this cast but you get uh, access to the spell fairy fire as a free spell that you can cast once per day but then also you get something called the spirit of origin so you gain advantage on all insight checks while casting fairy fire you also gain an additional attribute for what color you choose there are three different colors there's blue green and violet with blue any hostile creature that is outlined with blue will take an additional 1d4 damage until the spell has finished Damn. with green any friendly creature that is outlined with green will be healed for 1d4 this includes yourself and with violent i'm sorry with violet <laughs> perrin may choose one creature that is outlined in violet and you will be able to ask one question that a strange voice will answer as truthfully as it can regarding that person. Okay. And, but I don't control the color these people are? Or I... You, um, now that you have sort of this, the, this feeling, uh, now you understand sort of what it does, you can shift the color. So if you'd like to shift it to violet and use this spell for free, because I won't, ca I won't count it as the full cast. All right, uh, so right now everyone in this room is a different color, right? Everyone is vi uh, is blue, but you can shift it to green or violet if you'd like. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Perrin would go to... And th does this, this voice, I can do it using my uh, silent speech, or does it have to be like a verbal... Uh, this, this voice will speak to you in your mind. Okay. In the, sa the same way that you are currently hearing the voice, which is in your mind, you will hear this. Okay. So, like, I don't have to go up to someone. I can, like, ask them from across the room. Because my silent speech, I think, is, like, 30 or 60 feet or something like that. Yeah. So, if it, you're not asking, like, if you cast it, let's say, on Gaylor, Ga you're not getting information from Gaylor. You're getting it from the voice. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, so I would, Perrin wants to look at Gaylor, turn him violet, and ask, like, what is your name? To Gaylor? Yeah. So what is his name? Yeah. Well, using like the silent speech thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're asking what his name yeah. is. Okay. Uh, you hear the voice. He has two names. One that is one he was born with. And one that was branded on him. The first is Gaylor. The brand is Willem. And it's just one question. <laughs> That's all I get. <laughs> no follow-ups. Part B. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's definitely not going to make me trust him <laughs> anymore. Uh, mm. So I will uh, share that information with the rest of the party about the whole branded thing. Just using my silent speech, just to like. <laughs> so everyone but Gaylor, yes. you're not gonna tell yeah. Gaylor. Yeah, just to okay. like, just to fill him Thanks. in, like not like no shocking news. Just let him know because I don't want to be the only one, <laughs> and I don't trust him. So, enough, so he's not privy to sense. information. So, but you trust us. Of course, <laughs> we've walked through many one forest together. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So do you all go and sit down and eat with Perrin? 
Waka does not. I'm gonna say that Oswald has actually been sitting this entire time, um, even during the song. And I was gonna say it earlier, but while the song was happening, just so everyone knows what Oswald was doing, he was sitting at the table, kind of like hands on the head. Looks like he's kind of tired, but also just generally stressed. The casual Oswald look, if you will, but maybe a little um more intense than it usually is. But yes, I will sit. Uh, I will stay sitting with Perrin. I also sit down. I sit down as well. Waka is going to go for a swim. <laughs> Waka, as you step out, someone steps in. Oh, oh, pardon me. Oh, perfect. You're just who I wanted to see. You and the rest of your party? Yes, one moment. I have a declaration from the Lord. If you will just give me a moment. Go right ahead, chum. And he gathers everyone to the table and pulls out the note and says, Pardon me. Dear adventurers, I apologize for keeping you at an arm's length, but the city is currently in lockdown. The only reason you were permitted entry was because of the document signed by my personal friend, Waynor. My daughter has been kidnapped, and I am currently chasing a very promising lead. Regardless of the outcome, I ask that you visit me in two days' time. If my daughter has not been found, we will still allow you passage out of the city. You will be compensated for your time. Signed, Lord Yugi of Mern. Uh, does he need any help with that? You do not need to worry. He seems very confident that this will work out. Until then, consider yourself just a citizen of the city, a guest of the city, more like it. You are able to partake in anything that you would wish. Um, We only ask that you do things in moderation. However, uh, Lord Yugi will compensate you for what you spend within reason of course he is paying us to simply be in the city for the next two days well you see it is as an apology Uh, he cannot allow you to leave because the city is in lockdown it's just until we find her his daughter she's been kidnapped you see do you happen to know about the lead is that something you can share with us his, he, this entire time, his shoulders have been pulled back. He's been very proper, like, very, like, oh, yes, I'm a messenger. But as you say that, he sort of, like, slouches a little bit. He looks around and sort of leans in and says, you know, I'm not supposed to say anything. But, I mean, you all aren't going to be staying in town for too long. So it's not going to be like you're going to share this with the world. You better not share this with the world. So he seems to think that... This band of um, traitors that have been going through to different towns may be responsible for the kidnap of his daughter, but I don't believe that's true. I personally believe that it's a local gang. I believe that this is the work of the Loftwing. The what? The Loftwing Dragon's Gate. They, they're this sort of gang, and they you'll see them if you look hard enough. They sort of paint their symbol this dragon with these red horns and a green face sometimes it's orange horns if they run out of paint (laughs) they steal it down from the community center which oh you all are more than welcome to partake in the community art center it is 
a wonderful place. Why do you think they'd be the ones to take his daughter? Well, I mean, think of it this way. Uh, A group of troublemakers in town uh, caught stealing from shops and things. What's a good way to make an insane amount of money before leaving? I mean, a, a ransom? You can look around. This city is filled with opulence. This is sort of a... A mixing pot, a beacon for art. So there's a lot of money flowing in this town. And the palace, oh, the palace is grand. The palace has a lot of money. I mean, I am paid very well. This is why I stay here. Being a servant and I get paid gold? Uh, I I interrupt um, and say, "Mm, this sounds like an interesting opportunity for us. Mm." I personally, and look around at my friends um, and say, I personally am not too keen on simply being in this city, doing nothing but going to the community center and what have you. I would be happy to mm, look look for this loft-winged dragon's kit and see whether, whether your hunch is true. Mm, and perhaps we can be compensated for those e- efforts if they turn out to be, if your suspicions turn out to be true, we could probably get more mm, merit and, in fact, coin from this than we could by simply biding our time here in this city. Well, I simply do not understand you lot. I mean, I would very much just like to get paid to lounge around. That's practically what they're doing. He'd pay for your food. He's paying for your lodging. I mean, you could go to, oh, you could go to Coos and you could get the meat straight from there. Well, what do the rest of you think? This sounds to me like an exciting opportunity for more adventure. After the last few days that I've had, I'd rather not sit around doing nothing. Awakamotipua, how about you? We could use your mm, brawny muscles. I can use as much merit as I can get, and I just don't like the idea of some little girl being kidnapped. Yes, of course, this too is terrible. Speaking of merit, where can we get the, um, where is the Adventure Guild um, friend proclamator? Um, we have some merit, I think, to collect for dispatching of a terrible threat. Yes, that is actually uh, why he, the Lord, wants to speak with you in two days. You see, there is no Adventures Guild in this city, which is strange, I'm sure, for, for you to, to think that. But this is very much fine arts. Like, we we don't necessarily usually bother ourselves with adventure because the adventure, we crafted ourselves. But, so you can come to the palace yourself, in two days, that is, to turn in whatever quest that you have and... I mean, if you'd like to find her, then you're more than welcome. Um, Her name is Jane. Which you all maybe would remember that because actually on the sheet that has the note from Wayner, on the back of it, it's a poster. A missing person's poster for Jane. That does sound familiar now that you mention it. Uh, how long has she been gone? Oh, uh, I'm honestly not the best with dates. I think that we've been sealed up for maybe a week. We had a few strange people come through the town. Um, 
I mean, recently, uh, well, <laughs> you can, I'm sure you can find someone to do all this police work for you. Um, is there anything else that I can do for you other than, I mean, I would rather not go through the list of every single person that's come here. That's more of a town guard thing. Why must we wait two days to visit the palace? Because, because the Lord is sort of doing, <sighs> he looks around again and he's like, Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. In reality, you could probably come now, but he won't speak with you. Because you see, the people, he's throwing a banquet, a large banquet, and hosting these people, hosting these, uh, these traitors. And after two days of banqueting, he's going to go and confront the leader. And then... We'll be able to see if the daughter is with them or if this was all a big waste of time. Which, like I said, I believe it is. Why not just confront them now? Oh, well, because there are some people in this world that will have looser lips when their stomach is filled with mead and meat. Then I propose to the rest of us, um, and I look at Gaylor and say, do you do you have plans to go anywhere, Gaylor, or um, are you hoping to stay with us for a while? Or what is your general disposition at this point? I think it's better if you you are to stay with us for now. We'd love to have you with us, chum. Thank you. That was unexpected, but appreciated. So, what I have to say to the group is perhaps what if we do this? What if we investigate this Loftwing Dragon's Gate and hope to find this person, Jane? Obviously, if we find her and save her, we can earn a great deal. And of course, save her from the clutches of these um, evil individuals, he says, looking, or they say, looking at uh, Awakamotibua. Um, but if we cannot find Jane, and if our efforts prove fruitless, perhaps we can also join this banquet and help out the Lord in in his quest to ferret out these these traitors whom he suspects. This gives us a bit of time to do some investigation, but in any case, perhaps we can mm, show ourselves to be useful to the the lord of this town to get a little more merit and coin out of this than perhaps we would just by waiting around, huh? I seem to follow that logic. If if you wouldn't mind, I would and I turn to the uh messenger. Could you could you tell me more about this community art center? Oh, um yes, there is well, let's see what I mean, what can I tell you? There's so many things I could tell you. I mean, center the center runs a very tight ship over there. I mean, all sorts of things. There's music, there's jewelry making, there's painting, there's clay, there's ever You can do anything. Clay, you say? Yes, clay. This is good. This is good. And um, might I be able to procure supplies? Art supplies, pottery supplies. Oh, yeah. Everything in the community center? center is free to use. We just ask that you don't uh, overuse and that you just um, d make things in the actual center or 
outside. If, if you uh, if you want to take some materials, you have to clear it with center first. So I uh, none of none of the materials are are available to be no, purchased. No, is, no. is what you're this saying. This is a um, a free service to the community. But if you want to bring some of it out, you have to ask. And oftentimes, center is more than willing to do it. But he he likes he likes it when people create in his space first, so he can get to know you. I I can understand that. Very well. And the rest of you. Uh, would you mind terribly if I if I stop by the center? Uh, actually, I'd like to go with you. I uh, want to get my hands on some materials myself that uh, haven't been able to the last couple towns I've been in. This is a great chance for Oswald to um, draw that full body waka for you. <laughs> oh, yikes I thought you were going to say you know draw up some blueprints for you know, Nellis guy's staff or realistically you know, I'll uh, be doing that something <laughs> the messenger sort of waves and you can hear him muttering under his breath as he's walking past like as he's walking away and he's like this nosy adventure is just trying to scoop up all the drama as if he wasn't scooping it out himself the Gurn looks over and says, the Gorn, I'm sorry, looks over and says, are you, uh, you all quite finished? Well, I guess I'm not going to go for that swim, so. And Waka just, like, takes the plate and, like, rears his head all the way back and just in one, in one dump. Unhinges the jaw. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> fish tonight. Would you like any drinks for the road or anything? I got all the drink I need right here, and I open up my limitless canteen and take the good washing down of. Uh oh. <laughs> you got way too excited. No, no it's just I'm happy that you're using your item. But uh, yep, just you know, take take a good number of uh, slugs out of that. Uh, possibly more than one would expect, you know depending on the size of this canteen. P Perrin asks for the finest drink. It's out of the Lord's pocket and slams down five bottles. And they are sealed bottles. And as he slams it down, Perrin, you see there's a little bit of carbonation in there. It has a different label. It doesn't have an apple on it. There's actually um, an orange and a cherry. And the writing is long long since gone you you can't imagine that many people have bought these types of drinks in this establishment um despite how nice it is you don't think this is the high end in in town yeah he doesn't wait he just he knocks it back okay great um it is oh <laughs> you you're sipping this down and it is amazing it tastes nearly nearly better you you can't tell if this one tastes better or if the uh apple cider tastes better but it's just oh the sparkling the the hints of honey with these cherry just chunks on the bottom that you'd think that the chunks would make it a little bit gross but they actually sort of dissolve in your mouth releasing pockets of flavor tell me what's uh, the name of this beverage Oh, uh, that's, uh, oh, what is it? It's, uh, it's made locally. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember the name, but I, I got it from Crokey's. 
they're uh they're a bar right down uh other end of town uh, i will say outside of the building looks like trash but the inside whew, amazing yeah, no, it's it's fine it's a fine beverage it's, it's i think these are called uh gurglers mm. croaky's gurglers yeah parent takes a mental note adding it to the list wonderful <laughs> you all step outside and you are met with the morning sun see the town of Mern is not a town of consequence while it's much larger than Maidum it's not known for many things save for the beautiful architecture and the pillars in the art community that being said someone who wasn't an artist wouldn't necessarily know about this town Gaylord you have heard of this town it's very well known and oftentimes um more established fae that like more of the finer things in life will come and stay here rather than the forest abroad or the nearby forests the city is filled with artists authors and architects it is a melting pot of culture that promotes tolerance the streets are lined with chalk drawings and unfinished whittling projects you pass by a large building with stained glass windows, with beautiful purples, blues, and browns scattering the street as the sun plays its part in crafting marvelous sights. Nilla Sky, you actually are caught off guard by this. In the same way that you marveled at those glass shards that Henrin had in the bag, as you look up at the stained glass window, this is the same feeling of captivation. And the rest of the party kind of has to stop as you look up and just your feet stop as you stare up and shaking your head you can move past walking past these marvelous sights looking over at the open door you can see that this building appears to be a school the large door is held open by a painted rock a large painted rock this is not something that a a normal human or elf could pick up but maybe a salic in fact Looking in, you see another Salic. There's a Salic wearing a flowing skirt that's standing at the front of the classroom. Their booming voice echoing through the massive building. One would think that it was a church if not for the sign outside with vaulted ceilings, spiderweb crossbeams, and a large hanging bell. Several of the children let out little gasps, little elves, orcs, tieflings, and even gnomes point, looking back from Waka to their teacher. It's not a look of fear, of course, as Waka may be used to from other land-dwelling children. It's, um, excitement. One of the little elves pulls at the sleeve of uh, an older orc who turns and sort of nods. One of the little elves, like, begins to uh, fling their fingers together. And Waka, you can feel water droplets pour down on your head. In Sky, your cap keeps the water from spilling on your face as a small cloud covered in rain hangs above Waka just for a moment. Um, you see these little, this little elf laughing as the little orc laughs as well before the Salik puts her hands on her hips and the cloud dispels. And the Salik sort of like waves and then stops in surprise seeing you, gives a little like nod and then continues teaching. She is... Um, a hammerhead Salik. Real quick. Yeah. Um, as we're walking, now this guy, I think, will 
would communicate to the party saying, hey, let's let us keep our eyes open for that Luftwing Dragon's Gate sign. So now we're looking as we go. Um, Wonderful. You yeah. all can roll perception checks for me right now, actually. Perfect. It's 12. <laughs> the trend continues. That's an 8. Uh, uh, perception, perception. So struck by the Hammerhead's beauty, were you? Hold on. Uh, same. You know, it uh, has been I a got... while. 16. <laughs> I got 18 plus threes for a 21. So casual. Dealer and Perrin, you, um, as you're walking past, see that there's another painted rock that has a sketch. It has an etching of that dragon's head with the green face. And the one horn is orange. The other one looks like it wasn't finished, as if they ran away. Someone caught them in the middle of painting it. It's right outside the school. Oswald, I take it that you, as you usually do, are sort of in the back, you know, just sort of doing your own thing. So you see something that the other people don't because you're in the back. Behind everyone, you see a man wearing a tall hat and a duster walk up and take something from Perrin's bag. A wand. Thief. A wooden wand. From Perrin's bag? Can I stop him? Can I, like, grab his arm or something? How close am I to Perrin? Uh, about ten feet. So can I? As you walk forward, you see this man has the wand, and he spins it and points it at the back of Perrin's head. Ah! Can I stop him for sure? <laughs> and I don't know any of this was going on. What do I do? Uh, oh god. I pull out my quarterstaff and whack his hand. Okay, roll roll an attack. And I'm blissfully unaware. Should have joined Waka in that morning calisthenics and quarterstaff training. (laughs) (laughs) Parents thinking about that that cider he just had. Might be a little tipsy. Oh, well, Perrin is in good hands. I got another 21. Roll for damage. Uh, remind me, that is this bad boy, correct? 1d6. 1d6. 8 with uh, two-handed, right? Uh, yeah. Are you two-handed or one-handed right now? I'm two-handed. Okay, so 1d8. Two-handed, bestie. Okay. Oh, yikers. Plus your strength? Yeah, 7. Plus, uh, it's versatile, so dexterity, because it's versatile. I got to 10. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm not 100% sure if that's actually the rule, but you and I had talked about that, so it's a whole thing. So, um, Oswald, you slam your quarterstaff down, and Perrin, you fall over. You trip, because you've just been hit I'm in the sorry, back. <laughs> For apparently no reason. Oswald, Wait. as... Are you Perrin is on the ground. You look around. That's and not cool. There's <laughs> no one there. I'm pissed. Do I take damage? The duster is gone. The man with the hat is gone. And yes, Perrin, Wait, you take 10 damage. Was it a cowboy? <gasps> 10 damage? Ow! Um, oh Waka my spins God. around at the sudden commotion. What has happened? What was that? What are you doing? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I thought I thought I saw someone. He he had a he had something pointed to the back of your head. I, I tried to stop him. I I don't know where he's gone. I, I swear. I, I swear he was just here. I forgot if we talked about it at all, about the fifth shadow or sixth shadow. How many people? You didn't. Mm, we didn't. We didn't talk about it. But, but we all saw it? Is that right? All of you saw the sixth shadow, yes. But we didn't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Why is it why is it that I only ever get good rolls when it negatively affects <laughs> the party? Ten. I swear it's always like Ten this. I mean you got the net twenty to kill oh, what's the Marlin. So Marlin, yeah. so uh... yeah. And it's haunting me every day. Apparently. I've just attacked Perrin. I Oswald is his state of mind is shattered, it's crumbled. The foundations are all but gone. Oswald is just freaking out right now. Um I'm gonna say that uh, he's dropped the staff to the ground. Is just kind of like staring, like at his hands, like as a "Oh my god, what have I done? What what's wrong with me?" Waka looks over everybody's heads and like scans the crowd to see if there's, you know, he can see anyone or you know anything with his height advantage. Despite some children at the side of the road picking some berries, who looked over at the commotion, there's no one there. Not even a crowd. You can't do this to me. So, like, does it seem does it seem as if like no one was ever even there? Like, there's no like not any way that someone could have been there and gotten away. You could do an investigation check. Well, I'm not gonna do it. I'm the one that just whacked Baron in the back yeah, of the head. I'm gonna use cure wounds to uh, cure myself of this pain in my head. Oh no. I- I will say, also, if you don't want to use a spell slot, you do still have that healing bread. Oh, yeah. What is that again? Get... Let me do it. Let I think it's a 1d8. It. Uh, Oswald, I think you also have it. A, I think the only people who use it 2d4 plus 2 is what I have here. Not, 2D4. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I, did I use I it? Because I still have it on my okay, well, character Two sheet. people did, and I'm not sure who it was. All right. Yeah, I guess, well... I don't know. Do I want the bread? Because then I'll waste it. Spell slots I can always get back. I don't know. I, I can heal you. Oh, you, oh, you. If you. If you trust me. Don't you guys have healing cantrips? Guys. Jeez. I do. I have cure wounds. Cantrip. That's a cantrip. Oh, you have a cantrip. Nice. Okay. No, wait. It's a it's a level one, but I don't care. It's a, I'll still use it. I'm so sorry. So, I mean, Perrin's going to like flinch a little bit. Just be like, whoa. And then he'll... He'll let you be like, okay, okay. <laughs> Whoa, pick on someone your own size. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> what do I, what do I need to do for this one? D eight plus your spell casting modifier. <laughs> oh, good God, I'm so sorry, parent. This is like while, a, a Boromir and Frodo situation. <laughs> oh no! Control yourself. While Os- <laughs> while Oswald is doing this, you can, he's very, very shaky, and he just keeps apologizing. Um, I rolled a a. Plus my what? Plus my... Spellcasting modifier. Okay, I rolled a 5 plus 6, so... Okay, so I'm back up That is over 10. Uh, You are good. Oswald, it's okay. Tell me what happened. I I was walking at the back of the group, and I saw a man wearing a long coat and a hat, and he he took something from your bag, a a wand. I immediately checked to see if it's still there. It is. 
this? I take it out and I show her. Was was it this? It was, it was this, and I understand how how this looks. But I, I swear to you, I would have never hit you if I hadn't thought I was trying to protect you. I uh, or I'll give Oswald the wand and say, you can hold on to this for me. Um, none of us like, none of us saw this happen. It was just Oswald behind. Okay, just Oswald. Okay. Oswald um, just kind of gingerly takes the wand and he looks up at Nella Sky and um, kind of with a very, very sad eyes. Nella Sky, you believe me, don't you? My friend, there have been many, many strange things happening. I This does not seem to be the strangest of them. Mm, perhaps we should all say if any of us see this person again perhaps we mm, can shout it out and bring attention to this person to see if anyone else can see this individual before we attack (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good to me all right (laughs) oswald just kind of nods you all make your way down the road you see many different shops but the two that seem the most enticing are Koo's Smoke Shop, a towering building. And of course, you all know the name Koo because you had that meat yesterday and today. This is where the meat is made. And then a little bit further down, as you combat the smells that are enticing you in, you see Saner's Community Art Center. There's a large sign that's planted on the ground. It's carved from wood, painted with blues, reds, and golds. The words Community Art Center had a new set of paint. It looks as if there was some graffiti that had been cleaned up. In a closer examination, you would see the outline of a green dragon's head. The building is large. It, it would be comfortable for a Salic. I mean, it would be even massive for a Salic to walk in there, with big open windows that let both the light and the warm afternoon air in, as you all have been walking for a little bit. Mounds of clay avalanche from wooden crates set on long and sturdy wooden tables, the feet sinking into indents in the wooden floor. As you look around, it's clear that the entire building is made of wood and glass, with masterfully crafted wire designs lining the corners like cobwebs, little metal frames. There are cubbies filled with art supplies, paints, brushes, clay, and musical instruments that are ordered alphabetically in a tidy fashion. There's a jewelry-making station, a small anvil and forge in the corner, and a large-scale fish tank that separates the musical section from the physical art. There's a large dome in the middle, so you can stand amidst the fish, engulfed with water above, below, and to the sides. There's a wooden rocking chair being assembled on a table next to a door with a hand-carved sign that says, Employee Only. You all (laughs) walk in, and there are... It's not too busy. There are a few um, young adults who are standing under the fish tank. Uh, they're looking around, sort of holding hands. It looks like a little fun, romantic day. The rest of the sections are rather clean. There's no one by the cubbies, um, no one sitting at the table, and the table is clean, with the exception of the large bin filled with clay. And you hear, Ugh. 
as the door opens, the employee-only door, and a man steps out. An old dragonborn with a long face, spikes that flow backward with gray skin. He had blue tattoos underneath uh, his lips and also covering the middle part of his lips, with red tattoos lining underneath his eyes like bags. He walked forward. He's limping. He has a cane. says, well, now, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Are you all here for the, um, for the pottery uh, clinic? Good afternoon, uh, scaled one. Uh, I was actually here to uh, get some coral pieces, if you happen to have them. Oh, coral pieces, yes. No, I have, I have quite a few. Uh, I will say, my fellow, I, I will need some help. Um, if you would, if you don't mind getting wet, that is. I've been waiting to get wet all day. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Usually, Uruwenhulada helps me out, but she's, uh, teaching. So, <laughs> you will have to do. What do you need? So, if, if you want, uh, if, if you'd like uh, to get some of this, you may enter the fish tank from above. Uh, there, there's a stairway at the, at the the outside, and you just uncover the hatch, jump on down. Uh, there's coral, and he points, and you can see there are, there's coral uh, lining on the bottom, and it says, um, and it's been enchanted, so you may take as much as you'd like. It will grow back the next... That sounds great. Uh, the rest of you guys need me for now? No, f feel free. With that, Waka... Uh heads out to uh get in the hatch and as as he's doing that he's fishing his uh, coral carving tools uh out of his pack so you head up to the top as you open up the hatch you look down and it seems almost familiar you can smell salt water see a load of fish do you jump in heck yeah do you dive in Oh, oh, I, like, leap up as high as I can and uh, do at least one flip, uh, you know, before diving into that water. You don't hit the bottom. You expected to. But as you are in the actual <laughs> aquarium, you see, looking out, the face of Oswald stretched looking massive and then Perrin looking massive and then Nella Sky looking massive and Gaylor looking massive and the those teens that had been there are young adults I'm sorry they look like giants and then you look around and those tiny little fish aren't so tiny they the same feeling that you had when the Lordodon confronted you that's sort of how you're feeling now these fish are massive uh, you will know that you're going to have a very very long swim to the bottom and you also know that you are the smallest thing in here that's not something i feel very often uh saner says oh uh, what can i do for the rest of you oh by the way my name is saner it's a pleasure to meet you um, I r run this establishment. Let me just go over a few rules, please. If you plan on making or taking, only take as much as you need. But you are feel free to take. 
My only rule is that you create something here with me first. I don't need to be over your shoulder, but I, j I just want to make sure that you are... Well, I didn't used to have this rule, but then a few people from the... um, Well, what's it called? The Gatefall Dragon Club came in, and they uh, sort of ruined it. So we had a compromise. Oh, uh, pardon me. Do you perhaps mean the Loftwing Dragon's Gate? Uh, maybe. They have uh, the symbol familiar. with the green dragon and the oh, orange yes, or yes. red. Oh, yes, yes. That is the same. The very same. <laughs> Sorry, I must have forgotten in my, in my age. <laughs> oh, this is all right, old timer. I am curious, do you know mm, where these people live or where they have their base of operations or anything of this nature? Oh, they live in town, I'm sure. Uh, well... Honestly, some people believe them to be these terrible, terrible, awful people, but I feel as if they're just a, a bunch of youth who who haven't really found anything. You know, in, in, a, in a town that it's, it spurs creativity, those who are not creative sometimes can feel less than. And perhaps this is their way of lashing out at the system that has sort of failed them spoken like a true volunteer at a community center do you think that these troubled individuals could perhaps be capable of doing something tragic such as i don't know kidnapping or the like oh no not i well like i said i'm i've never met them but well i've i've i've, I've never I'm sure that I've met them, but uh, they haven't exactly gone and said, oh, we are part of this gang, you know. <laughs> <coughs> so I, I don't know. I'm not too sure about their the morals. Thank you. Uh, feel free. Uh, you, hmm. Oh, ooh, I, I can feel some, some magic coming off of this one. And points at um, Oswald. Tell me, are, are you an artificer? Uh, yes, I, I am. Hmm. I, I know a few artificers. Uh, please, uh, allow me to point you in this direction. And he points in between the forge and the hallway to the musical instrument. Uh, there is a um, massive, like, door. Right back there, if you enter that door, you will be able to find something wonderful. You are more than welcome to use anything in there um, to craft, craft whatever type of magic item you'd like. Uh, they all of the things that are in there are enchanted in some way and you can uh, change the enchantment they are in tuned for magic this sounds like a good place for you oswald uh, okay thank you uh, i'll go i go with oswald oh wonderful yeah <laughs> now you two hmm let's see what sort of things would you enjoy i would like to see your pottery room oh well you can't miss it. If you just go down that same hallway, and instead of taking a left, you take a right, that's going to be where it is. We have a kiln in there, a lot of clay. Here, why don't you take some of the clay that's out? Oh, no, never mind. You Here, you seem like you know what you're doing. Go in there, and in the bottom right cabinet, there will be a, uh, a key hidden underneath the drawer. Take that out. Use it on the... Um, second draw, and they will have some 
some more high quality clay. Just please uh, allow me to see after you make. Of course. I walk off to that room. And as you walk past um, the artificer room, you can see that there's another room that is filled with uh, easels, canvases, and paintbrushes. Now, what about you? Hmm. Are you into uh, arts and crafts? Honestly, I'm not too familiar with this sort of time consumptions that go on here, but I am open-minded to trying wasting my, or consuming my time. (laughs) It's not a waste when you create. Why don't you come over here and I can show you some of the woodworking I've been doing? And he walks you over to the um, half-finished rocking chair. It's a chair. <laughs> yeah, because what I really want to do is like turn into a spider or some small creature and try to like spy on Galar and see what he's doing. The dragonborn began to explain his craft, going over the finer details of the chair, the stain, and sanding process. It was all a bit too much to bear. Soon... You excuse yourself and began your walk down the long wooden hallway, eager to listen in. We're going to just cut over here to Waka. Waka, you have been swimming down and down and down for about 10 minutes now. And you see an interesting sight on the edge of one of the walls. Super, super far away, but you can see a hole. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of feet away. But in that hole, you see two red dots that flash momentarily. Now, we can find our way into the Artificer Room. The Artificer Room is cozy. It is sweet. It is kind. It is all of these... it's It's like walking into a kindergarten classroom in a sense of how adorable it is. There are small little chairs. There are just little trinkets lining the wall. You can tell that like little kids have tried their hands at artificing here. Then there's also a larger section behind a door that you open and it's much bigger. It's fantastic. It's just as cute, but not as, not as childlike, you can say. You walk in and there are desks pressed against the wall. There are tools hanging from um, the ceiling as these crossbeams scatter across. And you see these glow-in-the-dark sort of... I want to say glow-in-the-dark stars, but not in the sense that pressed on the ceiling. They're hanging from strings and they glitter. You walk in and there are long sheets of wood there's long sticks stones a bundle of just about anything you would need well this room is quite quaint wouldn't you think oswald i I, i'd say so yes it it reminds me of home i think you have had a rough day today hope i hope that this time mm, indulging in your craft can help you relax a little bit Aswald's shoulders fall a little bit, and he goes, uh, yeah, yes, I, I hope so as well. 
do you do you care to say anything about your nightmares? I don't wish to pry, but I want you to know that I can listen to you if you need me to do that. Th thank you. I, I just... I can't close my eyes without seeing his face. No, Sky puts their hand on uh, his shoulder and um, and says, I must confess to you that mm, your action, though painful for you, has given me great courage. You see, when you were unconscious and Willem mm, Gaylor was before us, well, when Willem was passed out on the ground before before he woke up into Gaylor, I don't know. But at this time, I simply knew that I had to end the threat of Willem onto the world. It's so I had made up my mind to take that same knife that you used and end Willem once and for all. And I thought of you when I thought of this because I thought that... Well, I knew how hard it was for you, but I know that it was a necessary thing for you to have done that. And in the moment, I thought that would be the best thing for everyone, for Willem to no longer be in this world. I realize now that I say that perhaps that does not bring you any comfort, but mm, you have given me some courage in your courageous and, and mm, difficult action. So I thank you for this. Thank you for saying that. It's just difficult. I, I don't want her to find out what I had to do or what I did. I, I don't even know if it needed to be done. Marlon is not, was not nearly as much of a threat as Willem was in the nearest, the most recent fight we had with him. Or maybe I'm just thinking this now that it's said and done and wishing I could go back and change things, but... For now, it it won't be leaving my mind anytime soon. Yes, of course. But always remember that your actions have brought your friends back to you. Mm. Oswald just kind of um, smiles and uh, nods at Nella Sky as like a like a thanks, but he doesn't really know what else to say in that in that moment. Then we will leave you to work on the enhanced arcane focus for Nella Sky. As we shift over to Gaylor, Gaylor, you walk in and it's just, as he said, this wonderful, just high quality clay that you can tell has been infused with a little bit of magic was hidden away in that drawer. There's also a canvas, a blank canvas on the wall. The rest of the room is just a very standard, like very nice, very cozy, very large pottery room but there's not anything else out of the ordinary except for that canvas and of course the paintbrush is hanging on the wall and the paint that's divved right next to it i walk over to a <clears throat> to the wheel uh slam the clay down right in the middle uh put my foot on the on the kick wheel and then I get up and I, I walk towards the canvas. I pick up one of the paintbrushes. I stand right in front of it and I I gaze into the gaze into the canvas. 
are you are you still here with me? Of course. What will we paint today? I dip the paintbrush into the paint. And uh sort of move it ever so slowly towards the canvas. What color did you say? Uh I didn't. Choose a color and roll a wisdom saving throw. I'll pick purple. Interesting choice. Are you drawing one of your friends? Or are you drawing something else? I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a, an exercise that I learned when I was uh when I was an apprentice to to start creating without a without an aim in mind to let let my subconscious start drawing lines and see what they look like they form interesting choice i'll leave you to it and you continue to paint you paint and paint and paint changing colors drawing lines and eventually you hear again are you nearly finished are you nearly finished you can sort of feel like breath on the back of your neck. Mm, I think you missed a spot of canvas. I turn around. No one's there. I turn back around. The spot of canvas that he was referring to is now filled with a swirl. A black swirl. You know, this exercise is wonderful, but it doesn't necessarily serve my purpose. So why don't we start again? And the color drains from the canvas, like dripping down until it's blank. Why don't you try something in this room? Anything will do. Is there black? There is. I pick up the jar of black paint. I sort of hold it by the bottom. And suddenly I just throw the paint out of the jar onto the canvas. Is this what you want? How does this look? Interesting. See, I said something specific. What do you see in this room that looks like this? Do you see anything? <laughs> or are you wasting our time? I'm trying to harpen a skill for you. I'm doing you a favor. A favor? A favor. What about this has been a favor? <laughs> oh, you don't seem to understand that I'm getting the short end of the stick here too. So that's why I want to help you. Because if I help you, inadvertently I help me. After all, we are sharing this body, aren't we? I may not be able to move you yet, but the key word is yet. Not that I'd want to waste it on spewing paint. That being said, and the color drains back down, try again. And do you think you're painting me? Do you? <laughs> no, you're painting. Uh, I can't spell it out for you. I simply can't. It wouldn't be fun. Well, and I simply can't. I just need you to understand what I'm saying. Pick something in this room and paint it. Very well, but... I'm showing you the way. Very well, but first... I'm going to ask you a question. Fire away. All this talk of paint and paintbrushes. 
this canvas that you've put in front of me? Who's painting you? Is it your brother? <laughs> oh. hmm. No, he... He loves the art, but he's more of an author than a painter. I've been painted long ago. I look around the room. And I, uh, I dip the paintbrush into, uh, into the brown paint. And I trace out, uh, I trace out the lump of clay that's sitting there on the potter's wheel. Are you happy now? Give it life. Continue. Don't just leave it like this. I want you to be proud of it. Dip the paintbrush back in. Trace out some more details. Add some grays. A little sparkle of white. And start painting the, the wheel underneath it. And the kick wheel below that spindle running down between the two. And finally the chair connected to the wheel. How un believably overconfident of you but this this will do place your hand on the canvas I lift my hand up and I bring it about a centimeter away from the canvas you are so close close to what why should I trust you greatness like I said, this is mutually beneficial. Uh, can I roll a, an insight, insight check? Yes. Alright, ten. <laughs> You're not sure. He seems very set in his convictions. He's been saying the same thing over and over again. The least that you know of, he believes what he's saying. I put a single finger onto the canvas and that is enough the canvas grows warm as the colors swirl almost as if you are touching a projection like a mirror image on water as one finger presses that is all you need heat emanates from the page from the canvas as it begins to swirl and ebb and suddenly, with a flash of light, you pull your finger away, and the painting looks a lot more realistic than it did moments before. Isn't it beautiful? So what? What did I? What did I just do? Made it a little more realistic. Turn around. The chair is gone. The wheel is gone. The lump of clay is gone. The pedal is gone. Congratulations, Gaylor. You're now officially a sealer. <laughs>